couples will tell you that during the early years of the relationship, it was a pretty big adjustment for them to learn how to communicate well. Certainly, that was the case for my wife and me. Um, We had some really interesting moments early on. It's very common for your family of origin to influence the way you handle or don't handle conflict. That was a factor for us. And uh, you find out what might be no big deal to you is really a big deal to her or him. Well, I'm John Fuller, joined by Dr. Greg Smalley and his wife, Erin. They lead our Focus Marriage team. And Greg, uh, go ahead and just here's a softball for you, okay? What was a contrast early on in your relationship with Erin in terms of, oh, conflict? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't even know how to answer that because there wasn't. We really handled that perfectly and everything went smoothly. All right, well, thank you for listening. <laughs> yes. You know, for me, I really didn't understand the role of emotions. How God gave us emotions is a great source of information. I saw emotions as troublesome, hmm. like Something I just needed to get past, get rid of, avoid. Ignore, yeah. Totally. And so since I never paid attention to my own, then when she would get emotional, then I would try to minimize, marginalize, just move her beyond those, get her laughing. Like I knew how to be funny and I knew what what humor did. So I would just try those kinds of things and it just left her feeling so invalidated. Mm-hmm. It would cause more conflict. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, so it really was over the years learning, that, first of all, the reason that God gave us emotions, the value there and how they can so help within our marriage. Mm-hmm. And especially now that Aaron and I can deeply connect. Mm-hmm. I want to encourage you as you're listening here to uh, the clip we have in just a moment. Uh, there are going to be times when as a couple, you are just Greg, I'm so identifying with you. You're, you're at each other's throats or you're absolutely distant. It's icy cold. There were moments when we were trying to process conflict. We're laying in bed. I'm, I'm looking up at the ceiling thinking this is never going to end. Right. It's, <laughs> it's a deep, dark morass. That's, it's a hole that's the spiritual that goes on. It is. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. is. The hopelessness. It is. So uh, let's lean in now and listen to Danielle and Howard Taylor, who are passionate about helping married couples Uh, talk through communication and conflict, and uh, they're going to share with Focus President and broadcast host Jim Daly about some of the communication gaps they experienced. Let me ask you about that idea of identifying uh, your communication style, because that's Mm. another thing that you emphasize. Howard, we'll pick on you first. Sure, sure. But uh, what was your style, uh, communication style going into marriage with all of, you know, your youth, your experience as a child, obviously. And then how did Danielle confront you about that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was, uh, so I, you know, I I always joke that I came from a great line of domestic debaters. Just in a house, at a football, everything is an argument or a point (laughs) or getting something across or ultimately a debate. And, you know, what I found for that is I brought that same habitual communication style into marriage. You know, Mm -hmm. we could just be talking about groceries or we could be talking about something that should have been fun, but I found a a great point or debate in it. And it began to separate our communication. Mm -hmm. And so as I'm debating Danielle one day, she began to say, yeah, I I don't really want to argue about that. Like, this isn't an argument. I'm like, no, I'm not arguing. I'm just making a point. And I was always trying to make a point. Right. And Dale very lovingly just said, no, there's 
there's no point to be made. I was just saying to say it. And, right. and yeah. so that helped me understand a blind spot in my communication style, which really was innocent. It wasn't to argue with my wife, but it was developed. It was learned through what yeah. I observed. I would identify and, with you. Yeah, in that and I brought way. it into marriage. Yeah, I I can totally understand that. Yeah. I'm not arguing. I'm just trying to win the point. Yep, <laughs> just, that's it. Is <laughs> right? Just a wholesome it's a, point this is a on basketball the table game. Somebody has to. And take. by the way, the score is a lot to a little. <laughs> I'm sorry, but no. Okay, but so, you know what I learned in that just briefly? I learned in marriage early on that I could be dead right even about a point or issue mm-hmm. but dead wrong at the same time absolutely right mm-hmm. I mean and the so, earlier you can learn that in your marriage that when you win yeah. you actually are you losing lose. you lose <laughs> you lose but that, sometimes that could take years to sure. understand absolutely sure. how did you confront Howard on that how did you listen to him I mean obviously you got to the point said Howard I, I don't want to debate I mean, right so describe that how you began to talk to him about change this because it's really irritating me I would tell him in those moments because we would always say don't mess up a good day right this <laughs> day was line. going great time. before yeah. this on, conversation yeah, happened good. don't mess up a yeah, good day that's right. but we started doing this thing that we call relationship performance evaluations yeah. where we would get together with no offense know nothing and just tell each other heart to heart what we feel about things. That's good. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to walk away from here mad or sad. This is an honest assessment of how you're doing and performing in this relationship since our last one. So we would talk about it. He would say, okay, well, how am I doing in this area? I would ask and I would tell him, I still feel like you're being defensive, Mm -hmm. like you're arguing. You don't think my motives are pure. And so sometimes it makes him feel like because he thinks my motives aren't pure when they were, you know? And so I would tell him. Are you sure? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Most of the time. Most of the time. Most of the time. (laughs) That's honest. So, yeah, we would just talk about it, pray about it, and continue to work on it. And then we had the Ten Commandments of Marriage, which we should call them the Ten Commandments of Communication. Truly. But we would go down our checklist like, wait, we can't both be the victim at the same time. It's one or the other. (laughs) Holding each other accountable to those different things helped us improve our communication. And when I would tell him things, he would actually listen and work on it, not just say, oh, okay, and then continue on. I want to make sure I get this because the communication style you bring into marriage can reveal a lot about your upbringing and Mm -hmm. other things. Of course. To the point where you're even unconscious about it. You don't even know you're doing those things. It's a blind spot, for sure. Yeah, Yeah. and the more aware you can become of that motivation Mm -hmm. and your triggers, Mm-hmm. I think the healthier your relationship's going to be because you can Absolutely. go, okay. Because I could relate to Jean saying exactly what you mm-hmm. said to Howard. Yeah. She would say to me, you sound defensive right now. Mm-hmm. I don't sound defensive right now. What are you talking <laughs> Where about? Where did you get that from? Yeah, forget right. that. <laughs> right. <laughs> she just needs words. a tape recorder right there. Yeah. Yes. But, but, you know, speak to the that idea of, you know, the deeper heart issues that you're expressing when you're going at it like this. Wow. You know. Well, first, to piggyback off of what Daniel says, when you arrive to these sensitive heart conditions, somebody has to tell you you're defensive or maybe mm-hmm. you're combative or whatever it is. For us, what was very, we encourage couples, and it's very important to know that you always lead with sugar, right? So if you're going to, yeah. iron, sharp, like iron sharpens iron, but if you're going to breach these conversations and set aside time to help grow and sharpen your spouse, the best way to establish rapport with the individual, and it needs to be earned even with your spouse, is to let them know that you see the things that they do great. Right. And so Dan mm-hmm. was great when we really helped cure my heart with communication of highlighting my strengths. Mm. And then she added after sugar, a little salt. And then mm. if you're a couple, even today, finish with sugar. People <laughs> would begin to look forward to your pruning. That's mm. really good. And I like that sugar, salt, sugar. Sugar, salt, sugar. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to use that tonight. Sugar, yeah. salt, sugar. <laughs> a little sweeter, not salty. All right. 
Okay, Erin, I'll go all counselor-ish on you here. Um, I was hearing Howard and Danielle thinking, okay, establish rapport before you try to repair. Mm-hmm. So you want to lead with something good. I think mm-hmm. that's the point, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And I, I love that the thought of that because what you're doing is influencing the interaction positively because you're starting with a positive. You know, it was one of the very first communication things that I learned early on in life is to use the sandwich method, you know, positive, negative, positive. So your positives are sandwiching the, you know, the confrontation. Mm-hmm. And so it leads it in softly and it ends it out softly. And, and now that you're gluten-free, it's more like lettuce, <laughs> patty, lettuce, lettuce. turkey, <laughs> lettuce. And, but, it, it, but it's utilizing what we have control of, and that's the influence, the impact that we have. You know, there's many other things to think about, like Dr. John Gottman talks about five positives to one negative. Mm-hmm. So influencing the relationship with five positives over one negative. Um, you know, your body language and your tone and all of that. But, you know, it's important that if we are only correcting or criticizing or bringing up things that need to change, you know, that you think about how that would feel. Mm. So what about if we threw in there? Well, I know how that would feel. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, you I don't. don't. I don't even have to think about it. I live that reality. You do not yes. do that. You, no, you're actually was... really good at the. Well, but there are couples. Yes. There are couples that do this. Yes. Let me just ask about that because somebody. I I don't want somebody walking away from this conversation saying, "Hey, um, I'm going to tell you something really good, so I could tell you something really hard," yeah. and that becomes a trigger mechanism because right. out of the blue, yeah. right? So, what? There are some cautions here. So you're saying, like, then you get conditioned. Like, if she tells me something yes. positive, well, Wait then a negative the coming. Drop. Yes. Yeah, and I, you know, it's just being um, intentional about the overall environment. Like, I, there are good things about Greg, and am I seeing that? Because what happens for is, example. We, for example, for <laughs> example, he literally. I, I've been reflecting as of late on. I'm totally biting on your lead. Um, <laughs> reflecting as of late how much he does around the house Mm. it blows my mind how much he does around the house in this season Mm -hmm. you know if i can compare it to early on in our marriage i was the one doing so much around the house but in this season he really has stepped it up because i've been more occupied outside of the home Mm -hmm. working and on and on but he he's just stepped it up in matter of fact I begin to wonder if he actually does more around the house than I do, which doesn't even make sense to me. But it is really, really but a it, sweet. But it's thing. okay in this season, yes. is what you're saying. I love. Yes. Let me just stop uh, on something you said just a moment ago, and that is, be intentional about kind of. And I'm summarizing. This is a bad summary, but be intentional about what the atmosphere is. Mm-hmm. Um, last night, Dean and I sit down. And she said, now this text message you sent me yesterday, can we talk about that? And it's like, okay. <laughs> and I, it was between things, and I did a quick text message to her to say, I'm working. I can't have a conversation about that now. How about later? Well, unfortunately, what went through was, you won't have a conversation about that. <laughs> <laughs> and so <laughs> I get autocorrected to that. I don't said. know what happened. <laughs> so... Yes. I mean, so she gets this text and she's, she starts to get kind of mad about yeah, it. It's like, like, what do you mean I won't have a conversation? You can't shut me down like that. Yeah. And I, I seriously, last night we're talking about this. I said, well, you couldn't give me the benefit of the doubt and say, 
well, of course you didn't mean I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. And and she said, well, I remember a time, I, I don't know when it was, but I remember a time when you said you won't even think about it. You won't even think about talking about this. Oh. So yeah. I said, all right, there's some emotion yeah. there from who knows when, right. years ago. All that PTSD. Where I said something stupid, it's stuck, and the emotion yeah. is still there. Yeah. We had a really good conversation right. about that because I want her to be able to say, well, he would never say that. I want her to get to a point where the atmosphere is so inviting and safe and welcoming that, oh, of course, I know John in his heart for me, and it's not that. But there was this thing we had to deal with. But what an opportunity to repair. Yes. And thank goodness she brought it up because so often we don't, and it gets swept under the carpet, Mm -hmm. and then we just form these negative assumptions about each other that, And it kind of poisons everything going ahead. 15 years ago, you said that. And so, therefore, what do I, you know, what do I assume? Yeah. That, you know, you don't care or that, you know, you aren't open to talking to me about hard things. And thus, we begin to carry that out over the years. Yeah, I'm really grateful she did bring it up. And I'm grateful that we had the time to explore it. I apologized. I said, I don't know when that was, but I'm so sorry I said that. I want to be a life giver. I don't want to shut you down. Great repair. Yeah, and and that led to some further opportunities to continue repairing things. <laughs> but nice. but it's a it's a really wonderful season for us to be working on the deeper things to make sure we're really good because uh, we are going to hearkening back to the last episode. We are having a long term relationship here. It's going to go the distance. So um, there is a terrific resource you heard Howard and Danielle in the clip with Jim Daly and. Uh, they have a terrific book. It's called The Fundamentals of Marriage. It's a, really a workbook for couples to go through. Uh, check it out online. We've got the link in the show notes. We'll send it to you for a donation of any amount to the work of Focus on the Family. Support us as we support marriages around the world. Uh, a one-time gift or, if you can, a monthly donation uh, really sustains the ministry. And uh, we'll say thank you for your donation of any amount by sending that book to you. Also, our video team recorded a short video with Howard and Danielle called How Important is Loyalty in Marriage? Uh, It's free to watch, and uh, that link is in the show notes as well. We'll hear more from Howard and Danielle Taylor next time. For now, on behalf of the Smalleys and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. Is your marriage holding on by a thread? For deep hurt, you need deep healing that only comes from the Lord. And you'll find it at a Focus on the Family Hope Restored Intensive in Michigan. Our licensed Christian counselors will help you and your spouse get to the root of your issues in just three to five days. And it works. 80% of the couples are still married two years after attending. Learn more at HopeRestored.com and talk with a trusted advisor. That's HopeRestored.com.